The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Lars. And welcome back to our final, for now, review of Dark Side of the Ring. Hopefully it'll come back for Season 3 at some point. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, this is the last episode of Season 1. is the, the Fabulous Moolah episode. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was a pretty heavy one. Obviously, she's a very controversial figure uh, a couple of years ago, and they referenced this in the episode. Uh, the WWE tried to name uh, their WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal after her. And then there was, uh, you know, as happens these days on the internet, uh, you know, some pushback when the full width and breadth of her career, all the bad bits sort of come to light. And they're like, no, no, don't honor this person because she, she was kind of an asshole. Um, and so, you know, sponsors caught wind of that. WWE pulled out of that particular uh, situation yeah, instead of renaming yeah. it after somebody maybe deserving uh they they, they just didn't <laughs> yeah it was uh, wrestlemania women's battle royal they use that 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 controversy as kind of the framing device mm -hmm. for this particular episode because it starts out with people by and large uh praising mula um you know uh, talking about the impact she had on the world of professional wrestling which all led to the point to, to the point of this battle royal being named in her honor, but then hold on. But the way they kind of, they kind of portrayed it in this, it was like, once that happens and the floodgates kind of opened, mm -hmm. um, the article about, uh, sweet Georgia Brown is from 2006. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this yeah. isn't exactly, you know, new allegations. This is stuff that had been floating around for a while. Well, as is the norm these days, it, it it's funny. Cause the first time, this happened. I don't think there's much argument on this. Was Hannibal Burris and Bill Cosby, um, when uh, when his stage act, his comedy routine, he started talking about, you know, yeah, if you if you Google Bill Cosby and something else like sex assault or something like sexual assault, or something like that, he's like, this guy was totally roofing people like from like decades ago, and it's just out there, and anybody can read this stuff, but sometimes it takes. Uh, a triggering moment and oh, definitely and with the with these days i mean that's the whole uh controversy surrounding the idea of cancel culture which is something that i don't really i the the, the dubbing it a term cancel culture makes it sort of a a binary issue a black or white thing when i think that there are definitely levels to this idea of accountability in the day and age, in the, in the social media day and age, which is mm -hmm. what it is. It's, hey, this happened. Why did this person never face any consequences for it? Mm -hmm. And then it, it just, it snowballs. And that's basically mm -hmm. what cancel culture is. Mm -hmm. And there are varying degrees of it. Um, and this is a perfect example of that. Yes, the article back in 2006. I'm sure even preceding that, there were probably rumblings of it um, mm -hmm. out and about in the world. Um, this is a this is a very complex thing, and in fact, I think that the episode itself was, in my opinion, when I saw this, the most 
fully realized and and even though it was dealing with an issue with fabulous Mula's history that is honestly so complex and there it, there's a lot of gray areas here and it it hits to many many different issues but this is, this episode in particular the production of it the direction of it i thought was so fully formed mm-hmm. and well thought out even down to i thought it was so brilliant there were two specific instances that they added uh, there, in one point, uh, Princess Victoria, one of uh, Mula's uh, 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 students, I guess, if you will, and uh, and her daughter had to keep their barking dogs from mm-hmm. interfering with their interviews. And I was like, holy crap, what a loaded metaphor that they not just went, they, they didn't just go to that once, they went to it twice. <laughs> and I was like, that is such a loaded metaphor right there that it was mm-hmm. absolutely brilliant. I was like, man, they really know what they have right here. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. So I think it it sort of to me the 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 episode largely spoke to the concept of can you separate the artist from the art and how difficult that can be especially now. Um, yeah. I mean you can go back to even uh, you know uh, Roman Polanski and you know the allegations against him uh, and and. And the fact that the man, by and large, was a pretty, a pretty brilliant artist. I mean, you can go back any number of high-profile, very successful creative minds are assholes. And and as a, a person who consumes art in its various uh, platforms, I guess, uh, you have to square that as the individual. Mm-hmm. Do, do I respect Mula's legacy for, for women's wrestling? Uh, even though she's an asshole, as Princess Victoria also said, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I do think that Wendy Richter, in my opinion, had probably the most definitive statement. Yeah, she did a lot for women's wrestling, but she also held it back for decades. Yeah, and I think that's the thing too. Is is you you bring up the analogy of of, of other artists separating the art from who they are as a person. The one thing that kind of puts Mula in a different category than a lot of the other examples is not only was she uh, involved in that particular art form, uh, she was more or less in control of her aspect of that art form. Mm-hmm. You can't really say that. Uh, I, 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 another example doesn't actually pop to mind uh, instantly of someone who not only was involved in a particular storytelling form, they were in control of that particular aspect. She was in control of, by, by and large, of women's wrestling for the better part of 30 years. When Jim Cornette says before Moolah, uh, women were banned from wrestling in Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. and then she was the person who broke down that barrier, but then nobody else could because she kept a stranglehold on it. So, yeah. like, yeah. how much you, you do that, that? It's a valid question. How much can you really say? that she advanced women's wrestling if she was the lone beneficiary for decades yeah. Yeah. of that. Um, yeah, I mean, she she owned the championship. Yeah. She owned that. Yeah, yeah. She the, literally the women's owned women's she wrestling. She owned it. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, and, and that's one of the things in in this episode. They go over quite a bit. Uh, you know, like, uh, I, I believe... I think it was Princess Victoria was talking about how she was trying to get uh, inv- uh, get in the business, 
you know, the promoter she was working with was like, we can't get you any bookings. You got to go to Mula. Mm-hmm. So she goes there and it's $300 a month, I believe, mm-hmm. for the school plus room and board. You got to pay rent while you're there because you got to live on her compound. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and, uh, and you got to share a room or you share a unit, an apartment with. Uh, three other women. Mm-hmm, yeah. So uh, I believe it was Princess Victoria was talking about how. So per month is twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, that was Princess Victoria in the eighties. Yeah, which is a good chunk of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know the the like the official terms of the deal was she was going to take twenty five percent of the money she got through the booking she made for you, but that was assuming. Like the number reported to you <laughs> was accurate. Yeah, Mula um, got her hands on the pay on the payout first, exactly. and then she gave you whatever she decided seventy five percent was. <laughs> exactly, and it's interesting. They go back to when she broke into the business and how oh, what's his name, Billy Wolf, I want to say, was uh, Mildred uh, Burks. Yeah, Billy was, Wolf and you know, Mildred Burke. Yeah, yeah, who was a top star of of like the thirties, forties, and fifties in women's wrestling, like made eventing shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and how you know there was a very particular system in play there, and <laughs> yeah, Mula descri- did not d- describe this system, Larson. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> so I'll do it for you because I know uh, you're a bit squeamish on this particular subject. Uh, yeah, the system in place was uh, you want to get a booking uh, through Mildred B- Burke and Billy Wolf. You got to sleep with Billy Wolf, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. yeah, and so Mula didn't want to play ball with that. But it's interesting that rather than. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there was, you know, uh, you know, all sorts of crazy financial aspects of it too. Where I'm sure he, you know, uh, he would make your bookings. He would take a significant cut uh, of your money, uh, even of what was actually reported to you. Um, it's interesting that Mula saying no to that system when Billy Billy Wolf was uh, the head of it, rather than saying, "Okay, I don't want to take the same, a similar approach. I want to do something different for this benefit of women." everywhere so they have to do this stuff instead she kind of instilled her own system where she was just a beneficiary of all that yeah that's exactly what it was she basically took that system and instead of saying hey it'd be great to make some changes to this uh no she said i want to do that but i want to be the mildred burke so i'm just going to find this guy buddy lee and it's Mm going to be basically the same exact thing the most serious allegation that mula had against her they dive into is uh, with a sweet georgia brown who was um, uh, an African-American wrestler, uh, I believe the first in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I believe that's what, his, what her uh, son said, yeah. And she was uh, wrestling under Mula as uh, one of her students, and then, of course, one of the wrestlers in her, you know, uh, 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 stable, I guess, or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, and, you know, they, they interview both uh, Sweet Georgia Brown's daughter and son, and... Uh, they talk about that. He specifically talks about, you know, I, I had heard about all this stuff about Mula. I went to go visit her because I was on a journey to find out who my dad was because they didn't they didn't know. All they knew was that, you know, they were always they, they felt a lot of the heat of being um, biracial because they were half white. And and so he wanted to know the sto- his his own story. And so he went to go visit 
uh, Mula, and he said she was a perfectly kind person and a very nice person, and he didn't see any of the sinister. I mean, you know, people are very complex. They can be assholes, and they could be very nice at the same time, and it's the same person, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, f- speaking from his own experience, he was like, she was very kind, and I asked about my dad, and she went over to the wall, and she pointed at, at Buddy Lee, at her husband, and uh, and this idea that, you know, that's where... That's that was my dad. And so it is difficult. I mean, the, the, the allegation that she basically pimped out her wrestlers um, to promoters around the country is a very serious one. And it's it's dark. It's as dark mm-hmm. as it can get. And that alone should preclude her, you would think, from being celebrated. Um, yep. I mean, it, in my opinion, it kind of does, you know. Uh, along with the fact that, yeah, she sort of held what women's wrestling at. If she was, I don't know, man, I don't know if my opinion would change if she was on one hand, uh, pimping out her wrestlers and on the other hand, elevating those wrestlers, but like they didn't, she doesn't even get the benefit of that doubt. (laughs) Like, you know, um, so it, like I said, it's a very complex thing because then you have at the, at the end of the episode, um, Princess Victoria saying, you know, if she needs, even if she was an asshole, she needs to be celebrated because of her legacy. And if you call her a pimp, you're making me, you're calling me a prostitute. And I, I, without trying to disrespect her point of view, because I think that needs to be validated. Mm-hmm. I do find her premise to be faulty because it's like, no, you're, you're not a prostitute. You'd be a victim in that case. You know, I mean, not every, not every sex trafficker has their, uh, their, their, uh, uh, their victims, you know, they're not consensual relationships. I know some are, but you know, in this case, definitely wouldn't be. Well, there's gotta be some gray area there. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. They I mean, they, they talked about with Sweet Georgia Brown. They talked about, you know, basically what seemed like, you know, just drugging him up and mm-hmm. then having him sleep with them, but not being there to understand the actual dynamic and having other wrestlers speak up on her behalf. It's the kind of thing where it's like, well, this seems like a really wrecked situation, but it is difficult to make like a clear judgment call. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So again, I mean, and and I I don't think the documentary, I don't think this episode of The Dark Side necessarily serves to try to make that determination. It Absolutely does, not, yeah. It it gives you a lot of as much information seemingly as as they're yeah, able it, to it, fit it, into the narrative. It's, it's it's pretty much here's the viewpoints, um, and then you have to uh, uh, consider them and make your own determination determination about what Mula's legacy is at this juncture mm-hmm. um and it's, it's definitely gonna be up to the individual because you had uh so a couple of her former students who were who were defending her you had several of her former students who had a variety of allegations against her mm-hmm. um everybody seems credible mm-hmm. yeah as presented here yeah so you just gotta and it, it, it could be a situation where it's all kind of the truth people are really complex you yeah know? And that that was my that was my thing because you had texted me about the the final statement from Princess Victoria like mm-hmm. hey you know when you're watching this keep an eye out for this because it's interesting to me and we talked about it a little bit off camera but like yeah I think my point of view on that was simply like the to to be a wrestler in the first place I think and the one thing that I did see with all of the wrestlers presented 
is that they're they are women of pride and people of of pride people who have pride i'm not sure and i'm not as i i, I told you this obviously I, I don't have a degree in psychology so i you know i don't know this exactly no, i know your degrees and i know your degrees and it's not psychology <laughs> thank you you could vouch for me yes but i do suspect that there is an element of hey i don't want to i'm not a victim i don't want to be painted as a victim and when she says that when she says she should be respected when you call her a pimp you call me a prostitute and that that pains me that's her in my opinion saying i'm nobody's victim all right i made choices and to her credit like she made that choice she i was she when she was when mula attempted to pimp her out she said no she chased the guy off and then went yeah. to mula mula was like why didn't you sleep with that guy well i no because i didn't want to and yeah. then mula kicked her out and she left yeah. And so well, that, was, that was that was all after all that happened after uh, Princess Victoria broke her neck. Exactly. And then Mula and then, tells like the other students. Later, yeah. Well, like a month after that happens, uh, or maybe even sooner, Mula gets her in the ring and says, "Start taking bumps." Yeah. Yeah. See how it feels. And this apparently went on for months. And, mm-hmm. and uh, Princess Victoria says, "Like every time she took a bump, she felt like something was exploding." Yeah. In her. Yeah. God damn. Um. So so yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's a very it is to me the most interesting episode because it does present so many different sides. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, obviously, this is the point in the episode where I say uh, I'd like to know the friendos what they think in the comments below. Um, so uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, I thought that that was interesting. I thought the Wendy Richter stuff was all very interesting. Yeah. Her point of view is interesting. Yeah. And talk about another strong figure, somebody who stood up to Vince McMahon even. To the degree that hey, she ran, she she left wrestling because of it. She wasn't willing to back down and say, okay, mm-hmm. I'm even though I'm one of the featured attractions here, even though your women's division seemingly is built exclusively around two people, me and Mula, mm-hmm. uh, and there's like nobody else in the division. <laughs> um, she says, I'm worth more than what you're paying me, and he yeah. said, no, you're gonna drop the title, <clears throat> and and he has uh, her drop it to to Mula in. What could be suspicious? I mean, I know everybody calls that the original screw job. Yeah, but the, you know the, the the fact that Princess Victoria, because I was thinking this when she when they were like, "Did you know that was uh, Mula under there?" and she was like, "No," and then Princess Victoria was like, "How did she not know?" The the between Wendy Richter saying that, I believe the question being asked of Princess Victoria, "Did you know it was Mula?" There's a shot of Mula in the, the Spider-Woman disguise walking around the ring. And I don't know if this was added in post or this was actually from the footage. It sounded like there was Mula chance. <laughs> oh, that I didn't even notice. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so I, I again, I don't know. I, I, I don't, you know, it's, it's hard to, to think. It's like, well, there are two people in the women's division. Uh, there's a masked wrestler in this uh, ring. I just had a dispute with Vince. Well, she saw she saw Mula in the building earlier that day too. Yeah, right. Like, how would she not know? Like, you've worked, and you know, she said earlier, yeah, like the last several months, worked with Mula. It's just me and Mula yeah. every night yeah. on the road. You'd think you'd know that person. It's like Clark. And Kent also, and it's Superman. interesting. You know, I'm not going to say it, it, Wendy Richter could be 100 percent correct. Mm-hmm. So the reaction she has when Mula takes the mask off, she goes after. She grabs her hair and starts hitting her with forearms. They look like worked forearms, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's totally. what I was gonna say. Yeah. Um, so I don't know that. that, that I'll, I'll just put it this way: to me personally, there's a big question mark there. 
<laughs> um, in any event, that led to her leaving and uh, and and I mean, basically wrestling at that point. Yeah. Um, so uh, so yeah, I I I don't I I I thought her story was interesting, and her final I mean her her final analysis on 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 Mula was pretty interesting. They asked, "Hey, have you seen this match back?" She's like, "No, I don't have to. Like, I, I lived it." Um, she said, yeah. the, "The B is dead." Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I thought I thought one person that sort of I felt the uh, would have been interesting if they could have added a little bit more to the narrative was Mula's daughter. I honestly mm-hmm. like she's sort of the one person who I don't really recall her saying much of anything of consequence uh, beyond adding perhaps a personal level to it. It's like, OK, well, at the very least, if I'm taking this person at their word, I understand that uh, Mula, if, if nothing else, did have a heart as it pertains to her family, perhaps, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. that was she was just there to represent the the humanity aspect of Mula because otherwise she could be painted as just, you know, a really, really cold person. Um, But, uh, and I'm not sure how privy a daughter would be to the business dealings of her mom. Um, I don't know either. But, uh, but yeah, no, I thought it was, I thought it was a really, really well-rounded episode Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and definitely well worth, well worth a watch. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, so tomorrow, are we going to do this, uh, later on, uh, the, uh, we try. yeah, we can, we can go ahead and give that a go. Uh, we're going to come at you with our suggestions for season three of dark side of the ring stuff that we'd like to see. Um, yeah. and, uh, obviously if you guys want to see, uh, uh, any particular, uh, stories of pro wrestling depicted in season three of uh, dark side of the ring, let us know in the comments. It's always a fun conversation to have. Yeah. All right. Anyways, thanks everybody for watching. We appreciate it until next time. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. 
fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.